What's up, everybody? This is Eve with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to giving you the right health and fitness information that is both practical, actionable, and evidence-based. This is season two of the podcast, and we are so excited. We're going to have a little less interviewing. We're going to do some more topic-based discussions with myself and some of the Made to Move physical therapy and performance team. Maybe have some guest hosts out there. We are so excited for season two. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. If you have any questions for me or the crew, just search Healthy Charleston on Instagram or you can reach out to us directly at made to move pt.com that is the number two thanks so much see you soon what's up everyone thanks for tuning in so this week's podcast was a little bit different because this time i was the one being interviewed so that was really weird so matt shiver pt at made to move was the one who interviewed me. So he asked me about how I got started in all of this, what I think about PT, how I practice. He had me talk about all the injuries that I've experienced. So if you want to get to know a little bit more about me, listen to this episode. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. I'm taking over the show today. This is Dr. Matt here at Made to Move Physical Therapy, and we are reversing the roles, and I get to interview Hannah today. Yay! (laughs) Hannah, thank you. Yes, yes, of course. It's weird being on the other side. I know. For sure. You a little nervous? I'm kind of nervous. I'm not used to interviewing people. I'm normally like, I'm normally interviewing them, not being interviewed. Normally I'm in control. Yeah. So what do you have for me today, Matt? Mm. (laughs) So let's start off by, I just want to learn more about you. So I want to learn a little bit about what got you into physical therapy. Oh man. Okay. So I... Honestly, it wasn't really that active of a kid. Like, I kind of really liked spending a lot of my time alone and, like, playing in my room, which is really funny. Like, I, I tried ballet. I hated it. I was like, please let me quit. I tried basketball, and, of course, I was awful at that. Quit that. I tried gymnastics, and my brother was so good that he was, like, an elite gymnast, like, competing, and I was still, like, learning how to roll on the floor. Um, so I quit that. Because you got to be better than your brother, or at least, like, comparable, well, right? Well, I had, okay, I was really bad. Like, every Friday night, he would win the handstand competition, and, like, I couldn't even do a handstand. Yeah, no rivalry, anything like that. So I didn't really try anything else. I think I danced, like, one year, and then I finally, like, after we moved from Louisiana t- to Tennessee, like, I started volleyball, because a lot of my friends started it. And I loved it. I was obsessed with it. I played for school and I played club. Like, I don't know why I'd never tried it before. Um, But I was really into that and then played in middle school and then going into high school. Like, I made the team, did all the tryouts, worked out with the team all summer. And then we had this, like, really big tournament. Leading up to the tournament, kind of like a lot of sports programs do, there's no rest. It's like play, 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 practice, workout, play. And it's like a ton of games a day. And so I got really sick. I got tonsillitis and then I got mono. And so I got like, and I'd had mono before and I was kind of like a sick child too. Um, I just was sick a lot. Like I had tonsillitis a lot. I had strep a lot. And this finally like kind of like took me down. And so I had to quit um, because I could just never get 
like back enough, like healthy enough. Like I would get healthy and then I would go play and I would do too much and then I'd have to like stop. So essentially what happened is like I felt really good. I also like had to take like three weeks off of school. It was bad. It was like my freshman year of high school. Oh, man. Yeah. Like yeah. almost went on homebound. Was like my parents were just like, what's going on? We ha- we even went to like a few witch doctors here and there who like told witch us doctors. weird things. Like the doctors would just never tell us anything. So my mom was like, let's go see this doctor. And they tried to sell you like bottles of pills for detoxes. And I was like, what is this? Snake oil, like medicine. Type yeah. Stuff. Like, I don't really know. Um, yeah. Weird. So... I tried out for the club team, and I actually crushed the trials. Like, I did great, and then I got sick again. And so then I was kind of like, I can't, like, I can't keep doing this because I'm not going to be able to go to school. I wasn't going to be able to play club. So if you can't play club volleyball, when you go back in the summer and the fall to go back with the high school team, like, you're going to be far behind. And my coach, sorry, my coach was kind of an asshole and was like, you, I don't want you coming back if you can't play club ball. So I was like, well, I don't really want to be in this atmosphere either way. So I just fully quit volleyball, and I started working out on my own. Like, we had a, a Y close by, so I started, like, slowly go, like, getting back into that and just kind of, like, teaching myself Pinterest workouts. Like, I was literally, we started, like, on the elliptical. Like, I was the girl that was on the elliptical for, like, 30 minutes a day. And then I would go and do my, like, ab stuff. But it was, like, how I got into working out, and I had to, like, learn a lot about that. But it was something that I always really loved, and I did it, like, every day after school. And then I tried out for soccer, and everybody makes a soccer team, and I was horrible at soccer, but I loved it, and, like, the girls were so fun. It was such a different atmosphere than the volleyball girls. Volleyball girls were kind of catty and mean, Mm -hmm. but soccer, like, it was just fun. I was bad at it. I really sound like I'm bad at sports. Bad at ballet. Oh, I hated ballet. I thought it was so stupid. Gymnastics. Everything's stupid. <laughs> I know. If I'm bad at it, it must be stupid, right? That's how I feel, yeah. Yeah. So I played soccer, and I just remember it being a lot of running. Um, but it was so fun. But I was ball girl, so I quit after that year. And then after that, what is, I what just is ball girl. So everyone's playing, and if the ball goes off the field, you're the oh. one that goes to get it. But I was pumped about being ball girl because I got to be on the field during like the varsity games. That was also a sophomore um, at the time. Yeah, quit that. And then I just started working out more on my own, like got more into it, Um, went to a couple different gyms, never anything like group classes, more just like your goals kind of thing. Um, Yeah, so that's high school. Then I go to college, it's kind of a long story, and my roommate was really big into CrossFit, and I was like, you're a psycho, whatever, and I was a big runner, shocker. Um, That's all I liked to do, and I was really good at it, actually, like, I would just run. I would run and then do some, like, probably what I thought was heavy, but was actually, like, light weights, you know, the, like, the machines at the gym. And, or USC had this huge wellness center. And I was pumped about that, so I did that, like, all of my freshman year. Um, sophomore year, like, I was super busy with school, so I just started, like, to run whenever I could, like, fill in the gaps. I was taking, like, anatomy and organic and stuff like that. And I went to Spain for a month. And I remember coming back, and my other friend had started CrossFit with my roommate, and I was kind of jealous. I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'll try this with you. And I went, and I was like, oh, my God, I love this. And I joined. Like, I was obsessed with it because it reminded me of, like, my volleyball workouts, like the Mm -hmm. high-intensity weight training. But I remember the first day we did box jumps. I was like, I remember these from volleyball, and, like, I loved it. Um, So I joined. 
and I was obsessed with it. Again, it probably wasn't that bad, or probably wasn't that good, um, but for once, it wasn't stupid, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I just was really into it. Um, And then, so my coach, like, the owner of the gym was not just, like, a CrossFit coach. Like, he was super into health and wellness and fitness and, like, teaching people how to move better and, like, helping. Like, I had a couple injuries, like, helping people get out of injuries. Through him, I met a PT, Brandon Vaughn, who um, owns Vertex now, and he was kind of, like, my mentor. So Josh LaHue and Brandon Vaughn were, like, kind of my mentors into this world um, because I was really into, like, science and math. Um, and I knew that I wanted to do something like medicine, but I thought I only had to go to med school. Like, I thought that was the only option. And I was fine with that. And then I wanted to do, like, global health because I was kind of feeling like a hippie. And I went to Ecuador um, for, like, a week, like, a mission trip. And all we did was, like, so we had a lot of people that did, like, manual labor and were having back pain or knee pain or just, like, pain for a while. And we would give them ibuprofen and refer them to physical therapy. And I was like, I don't want to be on this side of it. Like, I Mm -hmm. want to be on the side of it that's, like, the CrossFit side of it, like, the preventative, like, helping people move better and be stronger so that they can go through their daily lives without pain and, like, be their best selves. And I also want to be on the PT side of it of, like, helping people get back to doing those things. So I remember, like, I was on the bus and I was like, I know what I want to do, and it's be a PT. And so then I went back and I started shadowing, started shadowing Brandon, um... And yeah, and then I just applied, and I was like, "This is it," and here, here we are. And that was your junior year of college, yes. was right? Yeah, junior year. That's when I finally decided. And then, did you, so you originally got into CrossFit? Was it your sophomore year? It was going into my junior year. It was like end of sophomore year, summer. Hmm. What would it be like if you didn't? If you never found CrossFit, where would you? Where do you think? I you'd don't be know. Right? I don't think I would have like found this world, or maybe like I would have been. Maybe I would have found PT because my mom had always kind of pushed PT because yeah. she knew that I liked exercising and she was like, oh, well, you want a job that you can like be around this atmosphere and work out. But maybe I would have been a bad PT. Like maybe I wouldn't have actually yeah. strength trained and exercise and like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I was very similar. It was like the CrossFit introduced so many different movements mm-hmm. that it made it almost like it's helped me as a clinician dramatically. And I couldn't imagine... Not having that experience of being like CrossFit and seeing all these different types of movements. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it just like was a different world. It wasn't just like working out in the gym on your own to like be fit or like look good. It right. just was like this whole new world of like wellness and performance and like a lifestyle. And that was like completely new. And I think that is still like really new to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It was like joining a group. Yeah, and you, you mentioned too that you're like, you were a good runner. Like, what did that look like? Which is so surprising now. I'm so bad at running now. I don't do it. Like, I just... That was the thing. It's, like, low barrier to entry. I could leave my dorm room, run as far as I could, and then come back. Like, it was quick. I could be alone. I would run, like, four to five miles. Like, I was just... Like, I was a small girl, and I just liked to run. Um, yeah, it, it blows my mind. And so, in the, all the CrossFit workouts... Anytime we had running, like, I crushed those those workouts, and I was great at it, and now it's, like, the opposite. Anytime there's running in the workout, I'm I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. Right. I don't imagine you running or enjoying running right now. I'm like, you're a runner? I know. Yeah. You you did the elliptical for 30 minutes? What? Things that now I'd be like, oh, God, like, you're going to make me do that? I was so into it. But then when I found CrossFit, like, and I was 
shown the world of like high intensity intervals, like do a bunch of different things. Like I was obsessed with that because of all the other things, I don't know if it sounded like this to you, but like I would get really bored mm-hmm. of those things. And CrossFit was a great way to like always keep me trying to be better, like always working for something, always like learning a new thing. I mean, for like the first year, I don't think I ever even like power snatched. Like I like hang snatched and hang clean. Like I, it took me forever to learn those movements. Like I was afraid of picking up an 85 pound barbell. Mm. I've come along. So you're right. You're one of those patients or clients. I I maybe. Yeah. I just was like, it was so mental for me and it was so new, but I was also like very okay with not being that great at it. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I think I struggle with that now because I'm now I'm like I've been doing this for five years. Like if I'm if I don't do well on like a certain day, I'm like, oh I should be better than this. But like back then, like I didn't care. Mm-hmm. So that's different. So you, you kinda mentioned it, but to summarize, like how has CrossFit impacted your your ability to think as a clinician? Oh wow. I think the biggest thing is that it's shown me that you need intensity. Mm. Like And that's what we don't really see in a lot of PT clinics and a lot of populations is like pushing you to the limit of like, we have to get some sort of adaptation. Like this has to be hard enough, not to where you're like dying on the floor after, but to where like you actually caused a step, like you actually caused a change. Mm -hmm. It also, it just showed me like all this variety Mm -hmm. and like all of the different ways to like, to get something done and to move. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I feel like I treat like a CrossFit workout. Like that's just kind of what I go to. I'm like, we're going to do this and then we're going to do three rounds of it. And then we're going to like, I just, my brain just works like that Yeah. instead of doing like three sets of 10 and like three sets of 10 of that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just way more exciting to make it kind of CrossFit-y. Yeah, no, that's that exactly where I was going to go with that. Cause I'm the opposite. I'm very much more structured of like, okay, we're going to do five sets of five or three yeah. sets of five. And it does seem like your home exercise routines that you write are much more uh, varied, like varied, but, but intense. So what, what does intensity mean to you? You mentioned like it needs to be intense. Like what, it, what, how do you define an intensity? Is that like heart rate based? Is that weight? Yeah. Lift? So I think it depends on the person and like yeah. a lot of people that are new to it. I ask them, which this is kind of like my made up RPE scale. And like, if zero is I could do this all day, every day, it's so easy. And 10 is I don't want to do another rep. Like what number would it be? Mm. And the goal is it for like, for it to be like seven to eight for most things, um, depending on like how much pain they're in, their history, things like that. Some things I want to be a one, some things I want to be a 10. In terms of intensity, like I feel like the definition of intensity is Like, you're going so hard that if you were to go any harder, like, movement quality and form would break down. Like, that's kind of how we choose intensity at the gym. Mm. Like, when you see someone working out and it looks really easy, I'm like, well, then you should have done more weight or you should have done more reps. Like, if everything looks perfect all the time, then maybe we aren't really pushing it. And that's what I kind of struggle with with a lot of, like, personal trainers and CrossFit gyms because I feel like a lot of people are so scared to push it. Because they're like, oh, well, if it's not perfect form, like, you're going to get hurt. I'm like, no, that's false. It's not going to happen. It's okay to move a little bit differently than, like, whatever perfect form is. Right. It's like the perfect spine. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, it doesn't exist. Does it even exist? Yeah. So it's like I want to push people enough. Like, you want to push yourself enough in the gym where you're like, oh, that rep was hard. I'm tired. 
I started to, like, I started to struggle. It made me, like, your max shouldn't look perfect. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a max. Um, so I feel like that's kind of what I go off of. It was, like, RP, maybe, like, my RP scale. I don't really use heart rate. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's hard. Really it, it's really hard, too, and it's, like, unless you have a chest monitor. But even then, it's, like, getting somebody to wear that and, like, to take it real time. It just adds steps. I'm, RPE makes the most sense. Yeah, it's just, too. like, how does it feel? Because it always depends on, like... Like, I like percentages, too, but a lot of people here don't know their one rep max, and yeah. we might not have time to test for that. And I think it really just depends on the day. Like, my 75% today may feel like shit tomorrow. Right, Or right. it may feel really great tomorrow. And so to always go off percentages, I think it doesn't really take into account, like, the whole person. So, yeah, it just depends. Yeah, I think there was one study that said it was, it was a, at least a 15% difference in, like, percentages. So, like... If you oh, don't get really? any sleep, yeah. Yeah. But it, but it, it's like, maybe it's 7%, but it's like 7 up and then 7 down. But like, yeah. it, there's still like this huge range of where you could be. If you feel really good, percentages don't really make sense because like, well, what, what is 90% today? Yeah, could exactly. Could be like 85% because I'm feeling really good. So it's it's hard to find that balance, but I, I agree. I use a lot of RPE scale, even with advanced people, because it's just... How does it feel? And that's really what, what matters for most people. I feel like I ask that all the time. I feel like I get annoyed. I'm like, feel? how does that feel? How does it oh. feel? How does that feel? And they're like, fine. I'm like, but I need to know. Like, I need you to tell me how it felt. Right. Yeah, but sometimes the answer is just good. Yeah, it's it's challenging. I definitely have people balk at me of like, well, I'm, I'm, you're here. You're here to give me the feedback. Like, how does it look? I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I want to know how it felt yeah, because... Like, Ultimately, you're not going to be with me forever. Same thing, like for any PT patient. Yeah. Like, I want you to understand what it feels like, what that intensity feels like. So, you when when you're doing this at home or alone, you know what, what it should feel like. And like, we need their feedback to know which direction we're going to take them. Mm-hmm. Like, we always talk about like there. We're just the guide. Like, I'm not fixing you. Like, I'm just helping you fix yourself. Like, I'm just giving you the tools so that you can be independent with this. Because most likely. If you have an injury today, like you can come in and we can whatever, quote unquote, fix you and you'll feel great for a few weeks. And then mm-hmm. what happens in a few months when you experience the same thing again, but you've relied so much on your PT that you're like, oh, I have to go back to PT. Like, I don't know how to do this. Like I've had injuries before and this, I think this is how it should be. Like it, when it comes up again and it will, if you're an athlete, it will, I want you to have the tools right. so that you can take care of it yourself you know how to manage it and you don't have to stress out about it. Like it doesn't freak you out. You don't have to really change a lot of your, your program. Mm-hmm. So that's why, that's why like, yeah, we need to know how does this feel? Not just like, Oh, it looks perfect. Cause that doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. And like you said, uh, the biggest risk of injury or pain is having pain or injury in that spot before. So mm. all, all PT should be is, is, is providing you like a big toolbox of different exercises and stuff that you can do to handle it and manage it in the future. Yeah. Like we know that we're not really changing the mechanics and that's what a lot of people think. Oh, we're changing the way your scapula moves. and we're, we're changing the way your foot pronates. Like, no, no we're just... That'd be pretty impressive. We're just, like, allowing you, you to be able to do those things without pain. Like, I have someone right now who collapses her feet a lot of the times. And, like, maybe her knees cave in a little bit more than someone thinks that they should. And, like... I don't think I'm going to change that. Like, I'm going to have her be more aware of it so that we can target the the muscles that I want to target. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm not nervous about her breaking something. 
I just want to get her tissues strong enough and like get her confident enough so we're, like she's not nervous about it and she can do all those things. She can cave in. So when you get tired in a workout, like you're going to lose form, mm-hmm. but you don't get hurt from doing that. So right. why do people think with PT it's going to be that case? I don't know. It, sh- it shouldn't be. Like it should be, yeah. Knee valgus is something we see all the time, and like my CIs would freak out about knee valgus, and I'm like, oh yeah. It's just like <laughs> there, like it's just like it exists for a reason. It's not like your body, like your legs your, weren't meant your, to do your that. Your kneecap's going to explode and go oh across God. the room. Your patella is going to hit the wall. <laughs> I mean, the same the same thing with lumbar flexion. Like, like why would your spine be able to get into these motions if they were going to break you? Like, you're not going to blow a disc. Yeah. Because you bend over to pick up your laundry basket, and like. The problem is when you never do these things because you're so afraid of them and then you go and pick up something heavy or in the gym and then you accidentally go into a position that you are not used to, mm-hmm. that's when people are like, oh, shoot, I've never done this before. It hurt. Because mm-hmm. your brain and your body's not used to it. Right. It's more about progressing to the ability to be able to do that activity under load. But if you did Jefferson Curls at 135 and you've never done Jefferson Curls ever before, that might be more than your body is and brain are prepared for and then thus you experience pain or discomfort yep it just might be too much of a stimulus at that time and we want enough of a stimulus like we want to take you to the wall but like not push you over the wall right it sounds like uh, what we talk about this a lot is, is pain is a pretty normal experience that we all go through within life and i find it really interesting when uh therapists or clinicians talk about pain and struggles that they deal with so mm. is there anything that you deal with on a regular basis and maybe get... Oh, get God, that's for? so broad. Like, that I deal with? Like, <laughs> right, okay, what is something... Uh, like an injury? Yeah, or like, is there... Like, for me, all right, I've had two knee surgeries, so, like, whenever I do too much knee, like, too much either... Too much squat volume, if I run too much, I'll deal with knee discomfort. Mm-hmm. Or my low back, if I sit too much, uh, like, I'll have low back pain. And I mean, some sciatic, like, sometimes it go down my leg when I go train. So, like... That's that's normal, and I think a lot of people will think, oh, PTs must like have the best mobility, oh my God. must have no pain, and like it's it's just not the case. So, is there anything that you're like everything? Everything, and that's the thing. It's like exactly what you said. I want people to realize that I believe pain is a normal part of the human experience, especially mm-hmm. if you train hard and you train often, and like you push your body to the limits. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you're breaking things. But I think, thank God, we're PTs because we know how to manage it. And we know not to freak out about it. And we know how to adjust our volume and, like, right. what exercises to add and, and what to do. So, okay, let's start with, you know. Just looking at our body. I'm like, which joint? She's like, I'm going to look at my foot and toes. <laughs> then I'm going to go up to my knee, then my hip, I'm my like, back. I'm like, do I want to start bottoms <laughs> up? Or I'll start with my, my calf and my ankle. Um, so a few years ago, so I was really big into running. Um, and then I... I don't know really what happened, but now kind of when I think back about it, um, I was running more. I was super stressed about deciding which PT school I was going to go to. Um, my grandma died. Like I had a lot of stuff going on in my life and I got like Achilles tendinopathy. So my calf would hurt no matter how much I ran. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't even do like the 200 meter run in the warm up anymore. So then I stopped running for a while. Hence, maybe that's why I got bad at running. And I ended up going to PT, like, solved the problem, got a lot better, but I, like, I still have issues with it um, after doing, like, a lot of double-unders. 
running, obviously, um, any kind of like box, box jump overs because mm. I pivot on my right foot and my like everters on that side are always like mm. on fire. I don't know. Some stuff going on with my calf and my ankle that definitely like affects my volume. Um, like I can't do a lot of running and then do double unders the next day. Like my, right. my, it would just hurt. It's gotten better though. Um, the first thing I ever went to PT for was my knee. So I actually had surgery on this knee when I was in second grade because I had like a benign tumor that my knee would lock mm. up and I couldn't straighten it out. And I don't really know if that contributed, but I do think that I like, I kind of favored it. I was like kind of nervous about it. I also play volleyball, like a ton of squats, a ton of like deep squats, a ton of dive. Like what are we diving? What do yeah. we call it? Oh my God. I can't I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I had a lot of knee pain and then when I started CrossFit, I don't know, like maybe a year in, I had to go to PT because anytime I would squat or do any kind of knee flexion, yeah. it was like patellofemoral, like classic. But honestly, it was solved in like a month. So thanks, Brandon. That was Brandon at Vertex. So that's like kind of what opened yeah. my eyes to PT a little bit too. I don't really have a lot of problems with my knee anymore. Um, now I can move to the hip. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I know now I'm like looking at my hip. Um, my hip recently, so there was a week at the gym where I, or maybe a couple weeks, like I did a ton of squats, I did a ton of deadlifts, and I did a ton of step ups. And my hip and my glute were just like, like I would just step a certain way and it would catch. And it's like, I look back at my volume and I'm like, well, I exponentially increased, increased like all my glute activities. Sounds kind of dirty. Like all my <laughs> glute <laughs> activities that week. Summer was coming around. I gotta make sure like exactly. the bikini. Yeah, all the like, glute stuff. Why did I think that I could deadlift once a month and squat once a month, and then change that to deadlifting and squatting once a week at heavy reps and be okay? I don't know. It's fine now. Mm. Yeah, and then like the thing is, is like none of these injuries, except maybe my calf and my ankle, like really keep me from doing the things that I love. Right. And I'm also not afraid. Like, I'm not nervous about them because I'm like, I know that I just need to get things stronger. Like, I just know that I maybe did too much. I don't think I'm ever nervous about, like, breaking something or is this going to turn chronic? And that could be because I'm a little skeptical. Like, I just kind of am a little more radical, like, of those beliefs. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm going to move and it's going to feel better. I don't have to not do what mm -hmm. I love to do. And, it, and thus far, it's gotten me this far. So, we'll see. That's the hip. Um, I don't really have, well, after a lot of hinging, like, I just feel like my lower back's fatigued. I sure. wouldn't really say pain, but I think hinging is a weakness for me in terms of, like, a lot of rowing and a lot of sit-ups into a lot of deadlifts. Like, I just get tired, but it's not really, I don't really yeah. have, like, lower back pain. That's good. I feel like a bad PT right no, now. No, you're not. You have to, so all these all these injuries, like people can relate to, and now you have experience to be able to relate to those people because you have an, an imagination of what some of that stuff feels like. So like I've had injuries everywhere, but like it's allowed me to connect and be like, this is what I did, and this is where I'm at today because I did these things. So like it's actually a blessing in disguise. Yeah, <laughs> I promise. I know, and like I know a lot of PTs become PTs because they've had injuries mm -hmm. and have had to go to PT. And I also like I train at a high volume at a high intensity. Like, I I I expect this. Um, yeah, I've had some like shoulder issues in the past. I don't really. Uh, actually, that's how I met Eve. Yeah, mm. I was his patient because my shoulders hurt. Anytime I went overhead, I had shoulder pain. That's gotten a lot better. But after I do, like, a lot of high volume of, like, butterfly or things like that, I just feel, like, 
I don't know, not even like painful, but just yeah. like I just get really like sore or tight. Um, my elbow, if I do a lot of like front rack stuff, I can feel it in my elbow. It goes away. It's just like, oh, I feel like this is, I always like to say like, oh, I feel like I reached my capacity today. Like I'm just like a super <laughs> annoying PT about that. And then my wrist, I know, I, my wrist mobility really kind of sucks. My wrist mobility and my ankle mobility kind of sucks. And a lot of things in CrossFit, it's like mm-hmm. high demands on your wrist, mm-hmm. handstands, cleans, um, any kind of like barbell cycling, like my forearms just get tired. Mm-hmm. I've had some wrist pain in the past, but I've like, I've gone to PT for all these things and it's given me like an arsenal of like right. ways to tackle it when it does come up again, because it has come up again. Um, so now I live to tell the story. No, that's good. <laughs> every joint in my body. Oh my God. No, not every joint. <laughs> but you, you, you mentioned something really good there is that it, it doesn't prevent you from doing what you love. And I'll, I would say the same thing. The more I've learned about injuries and pain and PT and stuff is like a lot of our patients are pain catastrophizing. They stay, they think that this knee pain that they're experiencing is going to last forever. And if it doesn't get fixed immediately, like it's just going to get worse. And I think that's really our job as PTs is to help kind of like bring them off the ledge. Right. And that's when I've gone to PT is when Mm -hmm. I've gotten to the point, I'm like, Oh gosh, this isn't getting better. And I'm not able to do things anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, I can't run. I can't squat. I can't barbell cycle. But then they help me modify it. Like they help me get back to doing what I like to do. So now it's kind of made me believe like, None of this has to stick around. Like, it doesn't yeah. have to be chronic. And, like I said, like, I think pain, I think it's unrealistic to think that you're going to live a completely pain free life. Right. It's like saying you're never going to be sad. If be... pain is an emotional response by your brain, and so is sadness, like, why would we expect to never have pain? If we yeah. can feel this and our bodies were made to feel this as a protective mechanism, I don't think you'd ever, I don't think you'd want to not feel it because what if you touch a stove? Like you want to feel that pain so that you put your hand off of it. That'd be bad. Yeah. Your your hand would be pretty burnt up and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So like pain doesn't mean damage. It's just like a warning sign. And so for, you know, a lot of PTs are like, get you out of pain or live a pain free life. Like, yes, of course I don't want your pain to affect your daily living and like get in the way of what you need to do and what you want to do. And and that point is when you go to PT. Right. But it's normal to have an ache and pain mm-hmm. for humans. I know. I totally agree. So I don't know if we talked a lot about this on past podcasts, but we didn't talk a lot about made to move at all, do we? Mm, not really. Somewhat. Yeah. So what does it look like to work with you? Say I'm, oh, I'm, wow. I'm on a ledge. I'm like, man, my knee's really bothering me. I need to see somebody. Like, what does it look like to, to work with Dr. Briel? Oh my God, Dr. Dr. Real. So, like. <laughs> I mean, even saying Dr. Hannah, I'm like, are we sure? Uh. Um, so, obviously, like, evals are 75 minutes typically. I personally feel like I could spend two hours with people, like 90 minutes. Like, it takes me a while because I just want to know, like, everything. I just, I always ask about stress, sleep, nutrition. I want to know what's, what else is going on in their life, their training history. So I feel like I try to get like a very thorough history, not just of this injury, but like of, of who they are and what they've been through. And sometimes that's hard, 75 mm-hmm. minutes, because I also want to make sure we get yeah. into some treatment. But right. sometimes we just talk, like so I can just get an idea of where you are. Um, and then from there, obviously like a screen, like a few specific tests, range of motion, strength, things that you think of like typical PT. Mm-hmm. And then from there... 
depending on, I don't, I don't use dry needling with everyone. Like I think it just depends depending on like how acute you are, what you're able to do. If you yeah. hate needles, if you yeah. love needles, like some people really like to have that kind of like down regulation, calm everything down. And then to some people putting needles in them makes them more nervous. Yeah. So I'm like, that's kind of against the point. It's like what we were talking about with frozen shoulder. Like if you're, if you're in all this pain and you're nervous about your pain, why am I going to crank on your shoulder and put mm-hmm. you in more pain to get you out of the first pain? No, I'm just distracting you with a different kind of pain, which we could talk about. Maybe that's all really pain is. I don't know. That's a, that's a whole other rabbit hole. So if you need dry needling and you are into it, sure. It's great. Very potent. Or there's other ways like lacrosse ball, foam rolling, manual therapy, things like yeah. that. Like it's kind of all the same. And then from there, which is like the most fun part and the long-term solution is the strength training. And not necessarily like, I think when people hear strength training, they're like heavy bicep curls and like heavy deadlifts. And like, press. Oh, yes, yes we, I, the focus is to increase your capacity, but I don't think that always has to mean increasing your tissue capacity and like that only specifically because I think just coming to PT as a whole can help you decrease like or increase your whole capacity like it doesn't just have to be like your quad capacity right and we were talking about this a little bit yesterday like yes if you have pain in your knee like I want to get you I want to strengthen your knee so that you your brain never has a reason to like not trust those tissues again but also like I firmly believe that like just you coming to PT you have control of the situation. That helps decrease pain. You're doing something that you enjoy, hopefully. That helps decrease pain. Like, there's so many other factors. You feel independent. You feel like you have like, control over the situation. You're coming to a new place. You're talking about your stress. Like, you're finally talking about it. There's just so many things that, like, yeah. go into play other than just me, like, strengthening your quads. Right. It's not, it's not a machine. It's not like you're... Or... You're not a car. We're not coming in, like, replacing and getting an oil change. It's, like, it's an experience, right? Yes. Exactly. It is an experience. Yeah. So, I know we talk about this cup analogy a lot of, like, load versus capacity. And what I started telling people is a little bit different than what I tell people now. So, originally, it's like, okay, if you have this cup, your cup is your capacity. And you fill it with all the things that you do in your daily life. Like, your job your family, your workouts, Corona, tensions in the world right now. Like, gosh, so many things. I know. It's full. And so we see pain and injury when we fill it to the point where the cup can't hold it anymore. It starts to overflow. So originally I was like, oh, well, if you just take a little bit of that out, that's all you really need. Mm -hmm. But I don't even think it's that simple. I think it's sometimes just filling it with something else, like replacing what it's filled with. Or you being able to cope with what it's filled with, like, Sometimes you can't take all of your stresses away at once and you don't need to, to be out of pain. Like sometimes all it takes is recognizing it, talking about it and like Mm. figuring out a plan or even just like addressing it, honestly. And then the goal over time is to make your cup bigger to, and that's capacity, like to increase your capacity so that you can put whatever you need in your cup. Like you can put whatever you want and it doesn't overflow. Like you don't you don't stress out about it. Like you don't have pain, you don't have injury. But I, it's very unrealistic to say that you will never overflow your cup. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and, and that's something that I've seen you do a really good job of with with the people that you work with is is that subjective piece of asking them and like getting to really know why they work out in the first place and why is that important to them. And like 
why are you coming to PT so you can get back to doing what? And like when you find that reason why, it really opens the door for you to just really have a really good relationship with your, with your patient or client, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but I, admit, I know you, it's almost like your relationship you have with the patient. It's not just about pain. It almost turns more into like this life coaching role. That's the goal. Right? Like, yeah. Yes. To be someone's life coach, that would be the goal. Not like, oh, I want to control your life, but like, let me walk with you on this journey of life and like, right. let me be your guide because to limit P, like to limit ourselves as PTs to only the musculoskeletal and like pain, I think we're selling ourselves short. Right. If, if you are like, if you want to, if you want to be the PT that just deals with like acute issues and, and pain, like huge value there, do what you love and like do what you're good at I'm like okay let's get you out of pain and then like how can we make you live the best life possible Mm -hmm. and the first step of that is getting you back to doing what you love to do right but then I just feel like it opens up this window of like what else do you want to do like what do you want out of life and like it it can get deep sometimes and like I'm into that Yeah. Yeah, yeah like what are your goals other than just getting you out of pain what do you want to accomplish and like what she said is like why why do you want to accomplish like why do you feel like you need those things why do you want those things why do you want to lose weight like why do you need to put more weight on the bar yeah is it confidence is it the way you look is it your relationship with your spouse like there's so many things a lot of times pain is hidden in there like we experience pain but it's really that's not the problem but then when you look at the cup analogies you're like yeah i did move out of my house and i'm uh, yeah i am having some relationship struggles and you're like well if you address those like the water in the cup or maybe just the coping strategy allows you to, to not experience this yeah there's so many factors right to, to just point out like oh you have shoulder pain because of this I this think muscle right stupid. here it's stupid <laughs> and silly and like why are we telling people this because I it's so that. false it is. we know so much more about pain and the human body now we can't point one single thing because we see people that move like shit all the time right that can tolerate it and then we see people that have super stressful jobs that can tolerate it so it's like you just have to look at the person in front of you mm-hmm. and figure out what they can tolerate yeah everybody is their own unique snowflake yes. right everybody's so different snowflake that's snowflake. funny yeah i think danny used that <laughs> and that's why like i want to get to know that that snowflake because i don't feel like i can really do my best job right. if i don't fully know them or at least try to know them some people are going to sit in that chair and be like why are you asking me about my stress level but I feel like it matters so much that I, I just I want to know, and sometimes no one ever asks them about that. No, and that and that's a big a big difference that uh, of the PTs that we work with here is that that's that's the case of so like if you go to a normal PT clinic, you're not going to get that. You're going to get the infraspinatus. We're going to give you some PT techs, and they're just going to they're just going to crank on that infraspinatus for like the next six months or whatever, and three months, and then hopefully you're better. But like. Here it's it's different. Like I, I I've seen you. Yeah, you know, we have seventy five minutes of the patient, and maybe you at the end like they come out and there's like five or ten minutes left because that first hour was really just you talking and getting to know that patient and like, and they leave the room without even doing the exercise and like wow I don't have as much pain anymore. It's like yeah because we just opened up this big, this big thing that's been like yeah inside. And like you finally feel like you have a little bit of control over the situation mm-hmm. or like you've made the first step. And sometimes like going to another clinic and just cranking out your infraspinatus like maybe that's all maybe you needed maybe 
because maybe that's what you thought you needed or someone told you and and maybe that is like maybe that's enough and like there's different ways to treat I just I used to get so frustrated over clinicals when you have an hour for an eval which actually turns into 45 minutes because they give them like so much paperwork seven pieces of paperwork (laughs) about everything going on but then they get frustrated when you have to ask those things again because I don't have time to look at all your paperwork because now we have to start the eval. I mean, it's just a weird system. And then my CI would be like, well, you have 10 minutes for this history. And I'm like, that's the most important part is like getting to know this person and what's really going on, not just what hurts, when does it hurt, and how much does it hurt. Right. I just feel like that's so like, it's just so, we're just self-limiting. I mean, it's just... But they, well, I think that some, some of the PTs think that it's, it's it is very movement based, and like there would be patients I had work I work with as well, and I was like, I just want to talk to them today. That's what they need. And he's like, Have them do exercise while you talk to them. I'm like, I don't give I don't care about the exercise right now. Like, do you not see the yeah, emotional state this person yeah. is in? And like, PT is very educational. Like, that's that's our role is is to be this educational provider for this individual to lead them down the path. Yeah. Of, wellness health etc exactly and like I felt like over clinicals like I never got to do that and so I wanted to make it a point like when I started working like I'm going to get to know the person as a whole and I'm going to help them make actual lifestyle changes Mm -hmm. instead of just being like oh well is your pain a five out of ten today? Oh my gosh! Or is I hate it a four out of ten? So much. Oh my gosh! I had to ask that every single day for all the clinics I was at. Every, every single day. day, and about every single exercise, and like every time they moved, I'm like, you're just bringing more attention yes, to agreed. the fact that they have yeah, pain with this, or then not letting them do something because maybe they had a little bit of knee valgus oh with my it. Gosh, yes. The real problem is that they're stressed as hell. They've gained a bunch of weight recently, and they don't know what to do about it, and now right. they have foot pain. But you're just so hyper focused on their foot pain. That you don't take into account, like, the whole person. Right. It pisses me off. It frustrates no. me. And, like, I know that no one has malintent. Like, I know right. that PTs become PTs for a reason. But I'm like, we can do better. Like, we know enough now in medicine. We can do better. I agree. I think our, our role should be more of this life coach role. And that's something that you're excited about. Like, I say the word yeah. life coach, or if I hear face just, like, lights up. I know. Like, I just did it again. I am a life coach. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just like... Like, thank God. Like, I finally have the opportunity to do it. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to if I wasn't here and made to move. Like, if I didn't have a full 75 minutes right. to sit down with someone. You know, if I was billing to insurance. If insurance was telling me what to do. Right. It's just, like, the perfect environment to be mm-hmm. able to do what I want to do and, and help the people the way that I want to help them. No, that's good. So, all right, let's, let's keep going back off. If I want to work with you, you've got a 75-minute to get started appointment. That's an eval. That's a lot of learning, maybe some hands-on work, maybe some exercise. Like after that, what does it look like? For most people, like I would like to follow up in a week just to make mm-hmm. sure like we're on the right track, you feel good about it. Things have not gotten worse. Like hopefully they've started to get better. But I just for me, I like to think about what would I want as a patient. And if I come to PT, if I make that first step, like I want to follow up in a week. Yeah. I want to come back. I want to see my PT. Also, obviously, like I love going to PT. So yeah, follow up in one week. For that first week, like I try to give a couple things for them to work on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like I can go overboard and be like, here's all the things that you can do. But then I'm like, maybe I'm actually adding to their stress level because I'm giving them so much homework. Mm -hmm. Like I just want to start doing some things to allow you to move in a non-painful way right. and to start building things up. 
We don't have to, like Rome wasn't built in a day. Like I don't have to give you a full indiv- individualized month of programming on day one. That would be overkill. That's overwhelming. Overkill. Yeah. Unless yeah. that's what that person like really needs and wants. Right. Which it just depends. So follow up in one week and then it kind of just, I mean, it always just depends, right? It depends. Sure. Do they need more pain management and like tissue desensitization or do they like, are they ready to just go like straight into strength training? Are they here for more performance goals? It really just depends. Mm-hmm. Um, I would literally have someone in here like every day if I could, you know, if like yeah. time wasn't an issue, like nothing was an yeah. issue then. And I've had some people be like, I would come see you three times a week if I could like, yeah, because Right. I love PT, but like I also really love like personal training and performance training and like sure. working with someone for things that don't have to do with their pain. Because again, it's like that life coach. It's like how can I get you to be the best version of yourself like physically and mentally. So I'd like to have someone in here who's coming to see me for like performance training. So that's like our fancy way of saying personal training, like sure. getting you to meet your goals but also has like a few things I need to modify because they have pain. Like that's ideal to have a client that's not just like a once a week Mm -hmm. for five weeks and then I never see them again. Right. And some people don't need that. Some people don't want that. And then some people are like really into it and they're like, I want to make this lifestyle change and I want to like work with you forever. And I'm like, yes, amazing. (laughs) So your ideal client is somebody that wants this like long-term change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if my goal is to get people to move better and more often and live like a more fulfilled lifestyle, you don't have to do that with me. It'll be fun if you do it with me. And like, I would (laughs) like to help you. Hannah's pretty cool. It would be fun to work with Hannah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I always wonder like, what would it be like to work with me? Honestly. I don't know. Then, yeah. Then I would, then come in as often as you can. If I, if my goal is to get everybody in the world to do CrossFit, then like do CrossFit with me or go to a local gym, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Just do something that you love that makes you happy, that keeps you happy, keeps you healthy. And I think the great part about being a PT is we can do that, but we also have the education for like pain management and anatomy. Like we have both sides of it. So like the best CrossFit coach can obviously like coach CrossFit and do all that side of things, but can also like modify and help you like get out of pain. And like, I don't really know. A a lot of them don't like a lot of them don't know how to modify things. A lot of them don't know like how to like work on weaknesses or like adjust volume and things like that. And like, I would like to encompass all that. And I think that's why it's really cool to be a PT, like in this kind of performance model because we get to do everything. Like we get to do whatever the patient wants and needs. It doesn't matter if insurance thinks you should cut them for an hour because I'm not going to do that. Unless that's actually what they need. It's normally not. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> no. Maybe it feels good, but like it's not going to do anything long-term change like you mentioned. It's more of that relationship of learning about that person and helping them like kind of fill the gaps and like maybe make their cup bigger, right? And um, sometimes, I mean, it's like getting a massage. Like sometimes an hour of... 
Manual therapy actually may be all that they need. sounds so good. It makes me want to go to sleep right after. But that's the thing is like (laughs) I feel like for a while I kind of wanted to hold back manual therapy and I kind of had this like vendetta against it because I was like, it's not the long-term fix. But like when I go to PT, you want to feel good. Like you want to do the things that feel good. I want some hands-on work. It feels amazing. So why would I like hold that back from the patient who came to me to feel good? It's like, yeah, I want them to take their medicine, but I also want them to like enjoy it, feel good, get the things that they think are going to be the fix. I think what matters is the patient education, like you were saying. Like that's mm-hmm. the most important part is educating them about this isn't the long-term fix. Like getting a massage once a week feels great and it may help you de-stress and it honestly may help you like tolerate everything that's in your cup, but in terms of like tissue capacity, right. it's not the fix. And that's why I think it matters like what capacity we're talking about. Right. I'm talking about like person capacity. Ooh, we need to term that. We need to like make a make a fancy word for that. Like human capacity. What is your human capacity? Oh my god! I don't know. We should we should we should term it and trademark it and uh, use it and everything. Patent it. Right. Patent it. No trademark. Yeah. Trademark's like a. Company. What's the difference? Patent is a product. Patented. Dude, Who I knows? don't know. I'm a PT. I know. Not a lawyer. Cool. It looks like we are wrapping up and uh, out of time. Yeah, so, I feel like we could talk all day. I know, we really could. I really could. Where can people find out more about you? Oh, God. I mean, I guess Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can just... call Dane, set up an appointment, yeah. and talk to me for an hour and 15 minutes. Or you could just keep listening to this podcast. Oh, yeah. I do you run, this... <laughs> you run this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I actually usually run this podcast. Yeah, but it's yeah. not about me. It's That's always true. about the other person. True. So this was fun because it got to be about me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Hannah Briel. Um, it's mostly just pictures of me working out or me and my dog. Yeah, she got a new dog. Oh, I have a dog. Yeah, yeah. A dog. I like yeah. tried yeah. to show the microphone a picture. Yeah, I have a dog. I got a Labradoodle. <laughs> I know. I was like, I just want to show everyone my dog. She's so big. I know. I saw some pictures. It was like today or yesterday of yeah, her, what she looked um, like when you got her. And now I'm like, holy She's God. massive. She she's so much bigger a than a monster. Than I know. It's she crazy. was so small. But she's five months. And I'm like, how big are you going to get? Oh, it's probably pretty big. I know, yeah. I've got her double for like a while growing up, right? So that's my only complaint about made to move physical therapy, that we don't have dogs walking around. Oh, we should have just an office of dogs. I mean, wouldn't that help with like the the stress and a cup? Like like go into a room and just play with dogs for like as long as you need. That that can be your manual therapy, okay? That's what used to, I mean, they used to bring dogs to MUSC as a, it was therapy dogs. Like... When you're stressed out, like who doesn't want to pet a fluffy dog? I mean, I would do it all day. Yeah. We say that. We have dogs. That's Some people true. are like, get that dog away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for letting Matt. me take over and uh, ask you questions. Yeah. Everybody, thank you for listening. See you next time. See y'all. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Charleston Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram, search Healthy Charleston, one word, like, follow, comment on today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, if you have possible guests that you want us to bring on, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, reach out there, send us a direct message. We would love some feedback. Also, if you get any extra time, head over to iTunes, give us a rating. Again, put comments there. We love your feedback. Have a phenomenal day.